we are back for another awesome, awesome episode of the Automated Series, and I'm with Nuar Esop. And just to give you a little taste of what we're in store for, she inspires soul liberation in spiritual soul travelers, realigning to their divine essence within, which I mean, that sounds pretty magical to me. So I'm really, really glad to have you. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking, Gavin. Yeah. And obviously I've given people a bit of a taste of so far, but yeah, I'd love for you just to give a bit of an introduction to yourself and tell people a bit more about you who don't know what you're doing so far. And for that introduction, they're probably wondering, like, I want to hear more. So it'd be great to hear. Yeah, I think I think the shortened version of that and the more um, uh, globally accepted version of that introduction is that I'm a spiritual coach um, or a consciousness coach. That is ultimately what I do. But then also people ask, okay, but now what what is that exactly? Yeah. And and you know when does one need one? I think one needs one all of the time because I think we we're always evolving, and because people are always evolving, there are always questions. So my, my entire aim and my mission in life is to help humanity evolve in their consciousness and raise their consciousness mm. um, because I believe that that's the path of evolution. I believe that that's the path of growth mm. and it is also the path of more. Everybody mm. is searching for the next more. I think the problem that we all have is that we are searching for more in a, a robust hustling type of way. And I'm saying there's a far easier way. There's a way of flow. There's a way of ease. And, and that's through your consciousness and, and your spirituality. It's, it answers the question of who am I? It answers the question of, you know, what, what is the meaning of all of this? It answers the question of what's my role in all of this? Um, mm. and, and of course, I, I serve individuals uh, as they come. And, and normally people would come to me because they're having an existential life crisis, right? Yeah. As we all do ever so often. Um, but I also, because I have an entrepreneurial background and business coaching background um, and been consulting for entrepreneurs for, for many years, mm. I have a large portion of my clientele actually entrepreneurs who wants to, you know, tap into their truth in order to bring that into the world. So a lot of coaches and healers and change makers uh, generally come to me to find um, their next level of truth and their next version. Mm. So, yeah. No, that's powerful. So is it almost like entrepreneurs who kind of are feeling like they're not sure about themselves anymore? They're not sure they're right. Their next kind of move. They maybe feel they've lost themselves a little bit. Is it kind of fall into those categories? Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, one of the descriptions I normally give is that for, I'm, I will categorically say, and I'm never afraid to say this, that I despise the word hustle because mm. hustle means that you need to push. Hustle means that you are uh, working exceptionally hard all the damn time and mm. normally also probably pulling the wool over a few people's eyes. I'm, and, and, the essence of, of hustling is to make things happen. It's quite a forceful kind of energy behind it. Whereas I work with making things uh, welcome, right? Mm -hmm. Your, our, what our minds can conjure up as a, as a next level, as a next version, as a next offer, as a next price um, to our, uh, our 
you know, next offer and invitation to the world in whatever business form we have is if, if we're only using our minds, we are limited. But when we open ourselves up to on a soul level, mm. right, and really go in within what I call the sacred chamber, we are far more likely to get something that is more truly aligned to who we are mm. than trying to figure it out with our heads. So for me, it's a differentiator between, you know, what is, when am I wanting to make things happen versus when am I making things welcome? And I basically help people transition and reconcile basically who they are and what they're doing from making it happen, which is a forceful energy, to mm. making it welcome, which is a far more flowing energy. Business doesn't need to be difficult. It doesn't need to be a struggle. It doesn't need to be hard work. Mm. Um, I've, in fact, I mean, you're in Bali right now, you know how much I love Bali. Um, I've, I've made the most turnover in my business while sitting on a beach in Bali. Yeah. And five, six figure months just sitting on the beach in Bali. Yeah. And the, especially the point you mentioned about specifically entrepreneurs and hustle. I think it's also you get constant exposure of like what you should be doing. And then you get very much out of alignment of what actually feels good to you. Cause you're like, Oh, this yeah. is what everyone says you need to do type of thing. Yeah. And the irony of that is that, you know, the shoulds, the coulds have to must, um, are all clear linguistic signs that we are injecting our values, somebody else's values within ourselves. Mm. And what I mean by that is that we are comparing ourselves to someone outside of ourselves, which only ever makes us a second rate version of that person rather than being a first rate version of ourselves. So yeah. the, the greater reality for us is, is that, you know, less comparing right mm -hmm. and becoming through and through it to our to our own truth we're all here on a mission of some sorts we're all using our businesses as some form of of ministry in our own right whether mm -hmm. we want to believe in a higher presence or not and by whatever name we're all using it in that way if we are aligned to our truth and mm -hmm. that for me is the important aspect i think everybody you know, I always talk about money and abundance as well in the same aspect as well. Money cannot come if you are out of integrity mm. and therefore money cannot come if you are out of alignment. Mm. The greater you are in alignment, the more money flows to you and in the most unexpected ways possible. Yeah, no, that's extremely powerful. And I think, like you said, many people, even in the spiritual space, already coaching can kind of get lost in that hustle and bustle of what you mm. should, what you shouldn't if they're not quite, if they haven't done it before, or if they're just starting off, like some people watching this might be in that situation, like they're just starting and they're hearing all these different things coming from different directions. And then you get overwhelmed and you feel very out of it very quickly. So something yeah. you mentioned, which was very, which caught my in, which was really interesting is you mentioned also a strong, strong focus in the business coaching. So which kind of came first? Like, how did you actually get into that? Kind of just as starters you know I, I so I, I was a bit of a dense teenager um, I, at the age of 16 I was asking why am I here right? yeah. what like and I was talking about earth yeah. um, and in this existence so um, but I, I I went through the motions I finished school very early I, I went into corporate I I did the whole you know, that shebang thing. And then I got into training and development and I ran my own business. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur now for 16 years. And, um, and I've always done business courses, business training and all of those type of things. 
I am a qualified neurolinguistic programming practitioner, master mm. practitioner and trainer. So I train up other practitioners and master practitioners. And that has always given me the greatest part of the business element as well. So I first started out, you know, doing NLP training. And then I started helping my students who became coaches, helping them start their businesses. Mm. Um, so it, it was a natural progression for me. And because I started doing online work quite a number of years ago before COVID actually came. So for me, this is all normal, right? Um, I, I started helping people to understand the online world and what it means to have your branding in place, your messaging on point, to mm. be able to have your, um, you know, your, your, your messaging right, your content. One of my favorite things in the world to help people with is to create conscious content, mm. um, to have, to speak a truth um, that inspires someone else to reach out to you. Um, and then of course, you know, a little bit of automations because for me, when people start off, automation is not the first thing that they're going to be thinking of, yeah. right? And so there are back ways and budget ways <laughs> of starting an automation yeah. um, that is going to help you and serve you in your business moving forward. So for me, I've actually created a, a, a wheel of conscious business, which mm -hmm. is a 12-step wheel. Um, that I used to teach and I no longer actually teach it. The next business program that I'm doing right now is actually going to be called um, the Business Sacred Energy, mm. which takes all of the 12 steps, but looks at the energy behind it. It looks at your, your mindset and your, your beingness behind mm -hmm. it. So before you write a piece of content, what is it that you need to be? Which space do you need to be in and how do you get there, right? before you do an interview like this, for example. So for me, I'm sitting here right now, but I've spiritually prepared myself for this interview, mm -hmm. right? I've cleared my space. My candle is lit for the time period of this. I have an incense stick behind me. I've, I've done everything that I would normally do that when I'm serving someone else, I'm just assuming right now that this is serving others right now, including yourself Absolutely. and whoever's watching this. And so I do the preparation in exactly the same way. I have no expectation of what comes out of this because that's not my job. It's mm. the job of the universe, right? Yeah. The how is not our problem. The why is our problem. Mm. The why and what is the next step is the only thing that we ever need to take into consideration. How it happens, that is going to come to us if we're open enough. So... Yeah the the way I got into into business coaching again natural progression and mm -hmm. me following the nudges that I that I received the the soul whispers as I would call it and yeah. uh, one has just led to the other and led to the other and led to the other oh, amazing so um, it's almost like when you were teaching others with NLP you kind of saw like okay they have the knowledge now and they wanted to start these businesses but they don't have the skills they don't have the knowledge that's the natural progression of like, well, I need to teach them so they can start putting their message out and start doing good with what they're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, and it, you know, at first I started out with a very uh, technical training, you know, teaching them technically how to start things. Like um, one of, one of my, my fun superpowers is that I am very quick 
uh, with with word mastery, right? So mm. I I can look at what it is that you were doing, and I'm and I can come up with a title for something that you're doing next very very quickly. And I love it. It absolutely it blows. Uh, it really revs me up. And so I would help people with business names. I would help them set up their businesses. I would help them create their social media presence and mm. you know look at the, a very basic yet consistent branding. Um, and it's not like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a branding guru or something. I'm not, I'm nowhere close to that. Mm. But it's to look at how do we create a consistent presence in order for somebody to know that you are there and to expect that you're going to be there the next day as well. You know? oh, amazing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when people check out your stuff, they're going to very much see it's a focus on tribe, it's community, it's this consistency of who you are and how you put yourself out there. And that's... yeah really what bodes a lot of trust and authenticity and they're like oh wow so they're doing something different they're putting themselves out there mm, yeah no absolutely and i and you know some of my clients again uh have have mastered the skill amazingly well some of course are still on their path mm. um and we can't get all things right all of the time so some may get the branding right and may not get the messaging 100 percent on point yet Mm. Um, but they also the messaging for me, you know, writing content and creating content as you are right now, yeah. um, has everything to do with where you are at in life. Mm. It, it's got very little to do. Many people assume that it's got everything to do with, with, oh, what do I need to say to the world today? No, where am I at, I at today? Mm. And what lessons have I learned that I can share with the world today? Mm. Okay. My messaging, if you, although it's on varied topics, right? Mm -hmm. It all comes down to the same thing, the divinity within you. That's it. Mm -hmm. It all comes back to that because when we get to realize that, as Rumi says, we are the universe in ecstatic motion, that we are walking manifestations of the great I am, then we act differently and we have a different expectation of what comes next. Mm -hmm. We are able to see a bigger vision our vision now no longer becomes about the next day. Our vision becomes astronomical. Mm. And so our reach becomes far more our, our energy in and of itself, our actual auric, auric fields expands to meet that vision, mm. even though logically we don't know how we're going to get there, but it does give us something to strive towards. And so it gives us bigger leaps that we get to take. And so evolution just, it speeds up really. Yeah, yeah. And it all starts, if I interpreted what you said correctly, is knowing why you're doing what you're doing and being really Absolutely. in alignment, because that's where everything's going to spur from. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. spot on. I think alignment I, is key. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a brilliant um, kind of insight in there when you said you're working with the, the NLP students because you were teaching them. And you're like, they're not quite getting this. It's for other people potentially working in the coaching space already and working with others, it's what potentially are you seeing after you've taught people, what's the next roadblock for them? What's kind of keeping them back a little bit. And that could be your next kind of directional path. Almost. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, it's many folds because different people are going to be in different places. Right. Mm. I think the first thing for me is that, you know, people will start out with a business, for example, and well, and, and I find people doing the same thing over and over. They have this business, they start the business name, they do the registry, they do all the legal stuff and they do all the tech stuff. And then they want to start having their website and all of those things. And I'm like, how does that matter right now? Yeah. 
the website is, is never the first thing. In my opinion, it's never the first thing. And I know there's many people that will disagree with me. For me, it's about creating a presence. And mm. the fastest way for you to create a presence is social media. And many people want to hide behind a website. They want to put up a website and say, oh, but people will find me there. No, my love, people won't find you there. People want to know what you're about. Mm. So if you're not on social media and using social media as the base of what you would put in a, in a website, um, people, people can't get a feel for you. Remember that your social media is also ever changing and evolving as you are. And so people mm. are getting to see your journey. They don't get to see that in your website, right? And so your, your website is like a, a static, uh, it's, a, it's a static energy of who you were at the point when you wrote it, right? It's, mm. it's not necessarily who you are as you are evolving. Yeah. And um, so people would be at different stages. And I mean, I, for one, would be the same, would be one of those people, for example, I would, I would master the branding and then I may have not have gotten the messaging and then I master the messaging, but oh, I haven't mastered embodying my pricing yet, or I've embodied my pricing, but I haven't yet, you know, embodied how I want my programs to look for me, right? Because there also is a different thing. We often want to put out programs and invitations as a, as a, as a business, as an entrepreneur, and assume that we need to do, only do it for the sake of our clients or our future clients, when the reality, actually, what we're supposed to be doing is what works for you, because this is your business, you're the mm. driver behind it. If you're about to put out a six-month program because you assume six months is the right time and that's what the right, you know, it matches your pricing, it's BS. It's BS if four months is your physical and energetic capacity. Mm. So it shouldn't be six months. You're going to be bored out of your mind in month five and six, right? Yeah. And like so you I said, teach it's people also, about the yeah. Yeah. I teach people about the energetic capacity. Like, you know, how many people do you do you feel you want to work with? How many people do, and how long do you want to work with them? You know, what mm. have what have you tested? And because there's also the other thing. It's not just all woo woo. It's a test and measure as well. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a I mean, I recently put out, well, not put out, beginning of the year, I did a six-week program, yeah. um, which was called The Sacred Journey Within. Yeah. And it was a beautiful program and was just enough time. Mm. Right? Anything over that, I would have probably felt, uh, particularly for the price point that it was at, I would have felt resentment. Yeah. Were we overgiving and undercharging? Mm. Right? Yeah. We need to be mindful of that because we create resentment. And then again, that resentment is what blocks our income coming from us to us. Mm. Yeah, it's because, and this is such a big theme that a few people I've spoken with have said is they were charging too little at the start or they've, they were always given, even given for free. And your time is energy. Your time is valuable and your mental energy is valuable. And if, that starts just kind of being undervalued. You're going to be burnt out. People are going to be able to tell when you're not fully present. And like mm -hmm. you said, if it had been just that bit more, you know, you wouldn't have been given people hundred yeah. percent of what you can give. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's such an important thing that you're saying there now, uh, Gavin, because when, when we are not fully present with our clients, um, it's not just them, the clients that's losing out, it's us as well. Mm. Right. Because whenever we are working with a client in whatever type of business we have, we are growing as well. 
if our clients are evolving, we too are evolving at the same time. We yeah. may be evolving on a different topic, maybe in our lives or different area or maybe even a different level, but we yeah. are at the same time. Our clients are always going to be a mirror reflection for us. Right? Mm. So if, if we are not fully present, our clients can't be fully present either because we are leading the energy within the space. Mm. Right? So I, for example, have a, a, a group called uh, the Sacred Collectivists on Facebook. And it's not a big group. I think we have 500 and odd people in the group. I'm, I'm not interested in the numbers, right? I'm interested in how many people am I getting to serve? How many yes. people am I getting to reach that are thinking slightly differently, right? Mm. Out of 500 people, for example, at any given time for any one of my programs, I only ever need eight people, mm. eight to 12, maybe. Doing the math, 500 is okay for a lead generation stack, right? Yeah. So with, with, with a database maybe of triple that or quadruple that maybe, it's people always looking for this, you know, this 12K or this million followers. And mm. you, you, you can make a sizable and sustainable living by just the numbers that you have already. Yeah. Right? The number of followers. It's about what you're doing with that. Right? Um, and that, that for me becomes important that yeah. people recognize that. And it sounds like, as you were saying, even if you had 10,000 people in the group or 5,000 people in the group, it would be too many people anyway for you to be able to be fully there. You'd be overextending yourself very quickly. Yeah. And, and there's something that I do every three to four months. I go into the group and, and I literally go one by one through each member. Mm. and I feel into the energy of the member. If I don't feel that the member belongs there anymore, I take them out of the group. Mm. Because yeah. it, it, stuck energy stops the flow of everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to keep someone because, oh, it looks like, like the numbers are right. No. The same with my database as well. If somebody hasn't opened up my emails in the last three to six months, I don't need to send them an email anymore. Mm. It's like do you, you feel the the integrity of the group and the, the overall energy is so much more important than just those numbers, like you were saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, and something for me, so I, I did something crazy this year. I, I launched my divine circuitry school, which is mm. um, a school of sacred wisdom. And it's some, a vision that I had 15 years ago. And I finally did this thing. And there are four categories in there. And the very first category is called um, the incubation category of learning. Mm. And, and that's all my free learning. Because in my Facebook group, for example, um, the Sacred Collective, I teach every Tuesday without fail. Mm. Right? I don't ask for anything in return. I don't you know, you don't, there's no entrance, there's no give me this back, there's none of that. I just, every Tuesday without fail, I yeah. totally enjoy it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, another thing that is also in the incubation is that I do a free um, series, masterclass series from for at least three days, mm -hmm. at least every second month. Mm. And when I do that, um, the only exchange that, I, that I'm asking for there is to sign up. Right. So yeah. 
Okay, so that's one form of lead generation. Um, but for me, I now know that because I do all of those things for free without asking for anything in the return, that it's my way of giving. So when somebody comes and asks me to extend myself, I don't need to. Mm. I don't feel like, oh, maybe I should give. No, I don't. I've, I, I have my place where I give. So I, let's, let's use different words in this. A, a charity comes to you and says, oh, can I ask you to contribute to this charity? And your response might be, thanks, I would love to, but I already have my chosen charities, mm. right? Which is in my case, somebody be asking me basically to do something for free, which is a charity question. I already have my charity. I will take that question though, and I will answer it in the bigger group because I believe that it would serve more people, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I also know that the whole concept of me giving in one place um, inspires the universe to to give back to me. Mm. And so I'm not I'm not looking for it. I'm not waiting for it. I just know that it's happening. I absolutely know that it's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot, something a lot of people might be wondering if you maybe want to start being able to give and help in various ways online is how do you decide like what's inspiring you to kind of, this is what I'm going to teach this week, or, oh, this is something I feel like I need to put out. How do you kind of follow that in a decisions? Again, largely my intuition, right? Um, if, if after my meditations, I, I have something that popped up, I may just explore that with my, mm -hmm. within myself. I journal a lot, probably every day. And when I discover something within myself that I've been journaling on, that I, you know, have just been, you know, doing the inner work on, mm -hmm. I know that my audience is a reflection of who I am. Mm. Um, on some level. So I am probably going to be sharing a piece of content on that specific topic. Right? Mm. Um, other than that, I, I do well with responding, not always initiating. So even when I'm journaling and I write content about that afterwards or speak on that or teach on that, I'm responding to what I went through. Right? Mm. But I also respond well to people asking me questions. So right now you asking me questions and I'm in my element because I'm a responder, right? Yeah. Um, I ask from time to time on my group, you know, I give them two topics and I say, I, you know, I take a poll and I say, tell me which one you want to hear first, mm. right? Um, I also get a bit slightly more strategic from time to time where I know, like for now, I know that I'm going into moving away from kind of uh, generalized spiritual uh, teachings for the time being, and I'm moving into entrepreneurial spiritual teaching mm. for, for the next few months. So from next week onwards, for example, from Monday, all I'll be talking about is conscious entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right? And, and the entrepreneur, him or herself. So because I know that that's where I'm going. Yeah. Like you, like you said, though, it's you're sharing your own journey. It's like you're doing your own inner work. You're doing your own thinkings and taking time for yourself. And like, oh, wow, if this is something I'm working on and it's helping me, someone else is probably experiencing that as well. That can benefit from this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's not, it's not a case of, and you know, I, I invite your, your viewers to go and look at my content. It's not about airing your, your dirty laundry or ranting on social media, you know, from yeah. a content perspective. Um, I'm very mindful of that. I'm almost exceptionally careful about that. Mm. Um, not that I don't want anyone to know, but because I think that the world already has enough negativity going on in it. Mm. And I would like, I don't, I don't like to point out to people what is wrong in their lives. Mm. I, I want to point out to people that this is what is possible, but this is how to get there, right? Yeah. And this is what you may need to give up in order to get there. Um, I want to leave people, uh, you know, thought-provoking. I want to leave them thinking, and I want to leave them feeling like after they've read something that I've written or said or heard, um, that they feel shifted, that they feel like, holy shit, I need to actually go back and go and sit and like, mm, where is that in my life? Like, mm. um, and that for me is is important. I believe vulnerability uh, is mm. important as a business owner, particularly in a, in a conscious business. Um, I don't believe that we are here to be telling people what the hell they need to be doing um, with us, without us telling our own experience. And our own experience needs to be the most truthful that it possibly can be. Mm. I, mean, um, I, I think the world has had enough of inauthenticity. Mm. And it's now looking for, people are aligning more to those who are authentic. And I'm finding that people are aligning more um, to authentic voices um, that is, you know, kind of spiced with, um, with, with a scented presence. I, I don't want to call it humility because humility sometimes gets misconstrued as being less than, but mm -hmm. it, with a scented presence um, that is yet still standing in their power and their truth. Mm -hmm. right? So there's a, like, I don't, I don't, I used to, and not too long ago, I, I used to believe that I had to tell people how much power I had right? and mm -hmm. where my strengths were and, and just how flippant brilliant I was. And you know, <laughs> I'm the shizzer and, yeah. you know, all that. And, and I soon, as I grew, I, I got to realize that that's, that's my own issue. Yeah. Right? If I feel the need to be telling people how great I am, um, I don't need to tell people. I can only demonstrate it. That's yeah. all I ever need to do. I only need to demonstrate my truth and I need to demonstrate my strength, but not for the sake of others, but for the sake of myself, because I'm the one that first benefits from my own power and, mm. my, and my own truth. Yeah. And it, uh, so you say also when you fully are also putting out things which are in alignment with your true journey and everything, that's also how you're going to grow the most because then it's your true journey. It's not like you put out this kind of fake image and it's yeah. skewing your own kind of thought processes and everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think one of the other things also that that I think I feel necessary to say is I'm not afraid of making a mistake mm. and I'm not afraid of being seen making a mistake. Yeah. Right. So I, I may put out a program, for, for example, and then halfway through my launch process decide, actually, I don't like this name. It's yeah. not resonating with me. Or, oh, actually... I don't like this anymore completely. I'm just going to take it down. Right. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of doing that, but for me, the consistent alignment is important. Right. Yeah. So um, if I'm not feeling something anymore, then it means that I'm not in alignment with it anymore. Mm. And so take it down. It's not, it's not going to serve me or anyone else. 
Yeah, I think that hearing that's probably making a lot of people a little bit scared. They're like, oh, probably I put so much time in or I've done all this. I don't want to let people down. But your mindset around it so amazing is that it's what well, if I understand correctly, it's like by me putting this out when I don't feel that good about it anymore, that's when I'm doing a disservice. Yes, because it's lackluster and yeah. it's not a truth. It's not, it's not a true expression of who you are. Right. Um, I'm, I'm one of those people who very seldomly can put out the same program twice. Mm. Right. And I did that, I think last year, I, I didn't know this about myself. Um, the, what the first program was, was, uh, relatively successful and therefore also I will add lucrative Mm. and I relaunched it a couple of months later. It was way less lucrative and it wasn't as successful. And, and that's just my way, right? Other people I know is going to launch the exact same program month in and month out because that's their signature program. It's not the way I work. Yeah. Like right now I have a membership, for example, called the Sacred Chamber. And every month I do a different theme. So this month's theme, for example, is money and abundance. And I talk around... I do a teaching on it. I do journaling prompts on it. I do um, a guided meditation on it. I I do a newsletter article or blog on it. And it's specific to my members. But the beauty of it is um, I can go deep, deeper with these group of people than I can with my incubation free group, for example. And, um, And it gives me, you know, for me, my question is, you know, what is my target energy? If my target energy right now, my target energy is things must feel good, right? Like, yeah. like juicy good. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, must, it must rev me up. And if it doesn't feel that way, it's not mine. Mm. It's some, it belongs to someone else. Right? Yeah. And I walk away. Yeah. I think when, yeah, when everyone goes to check out your, your groups and your, your, the things you got up, they're just going to, like I was, like your the imaging you use and the, the way you kind of put everything across so colorful and joyous and like so much beautiful imagery and things like that. Like when you first started um, with the group, it sounds like the group's been quite integral for what you're doing. How did you kind of go about that? Like what inspired that direction of, I want to create the community. I want to start putting out content that's in line with, with myself. Can you talk about that a little bit? Look, starting the group was completely strategic. There was, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to shift it after a while from being strategic to being having a spiritual intent, mm-hmm. right? But the very first reason I started the group was that I, I felt I needed an incubator, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, I didn't find um, any social media traction on a page anymore. I, I find pages are redundant as hell, mm-hmm. right? Um, I... I'm on, on Instagram, for example, but I'm not yet comfortable in doing um, reels or stories or IGTV or any of those. I, I have done them from time to time, but they're just not my comfort space, um, which is probably the reason I should be doing it. Um, but I find that in with me starting the group, it gave me an opportunity to not just give, but to showcase. Right? Mm. There was very people who who don't get to see what it is that I'm capable of helping them with get to see that in the group 
um, and in so doing also are being helped by it. Um, I, I, so that was the reason I started. It was very strategic. It was creating an incubator um, where I have a dedicated group of people who are already showing interest in my work. Okay? Mm. So it's, when I do have an invitation, i.e. self, um, the invitation is, 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 a, is a softer one um, and it's not a hard one and it's definitely not a cold one. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't, I, I come out of a corporate sales background. It's definitely not a way that I ever want to work. Mm. Um, it's a, it's, it's a very different mindset and I had to unlearn that over the years. Yeah. Um, today I, I, I invite somebody and if they choose to accept the invitation, uh, I'm grateful. If they choose to decline the invitation, I'm grateful. Mm. Because again, if somebody declines your invitation, doesn't want to buy something from you, it doesn't always mean it's because you've done something wrong. It may sometimes mean that they're just making space for something more to come your way. Mm. But I got really, really excited when you mentioned the corporate sales background. So how long mm. were you in, in that focus before you, you decided to make a jump to, to what you're doing now? How did that kind of play into each other? Man, I, I, I have been, <laughs> I was in corporate for nine and a half years, right? Mm. Since straight after varsity or failed varsity rather. Um, I would have been a lawyer today had I, had I uh, continued in university, which was so not me. Yeah. Um, but I, I worked at, um, at Telcom, by the way. So you would know the South African yeah. telecoms company. Uh, yeah. God help us. And, and, I started there in the 90s. I mean, I'm really giving my age away now. But um, I have to tell you that we were the first people in, in, in the southern tip of Africa to start a call center mm. in the 90s. Call centers weren't big. And so we were kind of pioneers in this call center industry, which absolutely floated my boat. Yeah. I love pioneering things. I like being part of, you know, regeneration and new things. And, yeah. and um, it became part of my job in the team to help set up this call center. Mm. And a big part of a call center job is to create sales. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I did head up some parts of, of the sales department, my own team. Um, and when I left corporate and I started my own company, which was then in training and development, mm. one of the programs that I had was, and I didn't sell to the public, I sold to corporates back then. Yeah. So I was a consultant in training and development in my own business serving corporates. And so I would do sales training in corporates. Right? Ah. And then, yeah. And then I developed something called the world of work program, which was a bridging program between school leavers and, and, and the world of business, mm. uh, which was, which was very well received um, by the corporate world as well as, as government departments. And um, thereafter I started teaching sales for entrepreneurs Mm. And then my sales teaching started to evolve, right? With, um, I, I remember doing a program, and I think it's somewhere on, on some of the socials here, um, that, I, that I did a program called Selling is Love. Mm. Right? And um, it, it was a beautiful program for some people who, who would want to get it, and I mean, to, to fully get it. Yeah. Um, and if I look back and I look at all this, the 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 results of the previous way versus the current way, mm -hmm. I have far greater results now than I did 
if we want to look at a test and measure for, for that matter, right? Because measurement is important. Um, if I look at the measurement, I'm, I've, I have far greater success in my non-pushing, non-salesy, mm. open-hearted invitation with yeah. aligned offers than I did trying to shove something that I don't even believe in down somebody's throat. Yeah. And it's yeah. unethical. But I, I that this is why I got so excited is because I love the fact that it wasn't you weren't just always this person uh, in the way we see you now. It's you started in this very corporate environment, and it was actually oh, yeah. quite a natural evolution. Like went from corporate to work on your own, but still quite straight, straightforward, straight, straight edge. I guess you could say. Mm. And then it's like start to introduce different elements. Like other people I've spoken to had sometimes kind of um turning points like something uh bad happened or they got uh, downsized or something traumatic happened in the experience and that's what put them down the route but yours was like an evolution of okay i'm this isn't working for me anymore do this okay something else is coming out of this i think that's a really really good insight for people to know it's like it doesn't have to be this this is what I do. It could be a journey, a quite long journey even. It, it should be a journey as far as I'm concerned, because that's one of the ways that we're going to enjoy it so much. Right. Yeah. And I think also just, you know, on what you're saying, I had both, I had a natural evolution as well as, you know, the shit eating the fan in my life in several areas. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I left my, my corporate job, um, Technically speaking, I was retrenched, although I asked to be retrenched. Right? Yeah. Um, I took the severance package at the time when, when there was downsizing happening and I volunteered for downsizing. Yeah. I, I volunteered at the age of 27 um, <laughs> because I, I believe that there was nothing more for me to do. There was no change that I could mm. further create. There's no, right? So I, I felt that my tenor was done. But um, through my own life, I have had the most tumultuous times. I don't know if you watched my TEDx talk. Um, I did a TEDx in, in 2013 um, where, and even that also the TEDx, the person who did that TEDx, even though it's me, is no longer who I am. Mm. So it's a, a very strange thing sometimes to go and look at it and see like, okay, well, um, the content is still valuable, I believe, for, for many people. But I mean, I've I've had tumultuous times in my in my personal life in my family life um that but the one thing that i keep on coming back to always and it's the one thing is the primary aspect of my teaching is nothing is ever happening to you without a reason and lesson mm. so i help people discover the lesson i help people discover what the gift is in their challenges or their perceived challenges so that it can be used for their evolution and their growth Right? Mm. Because if we don't get it, if we don't see the lesson, if we don't get the gift, we're just going to have it repeat at some point later. Mm. So it, it becomes extremely important for any one human being to be able to understand duality, to understand uh, the way the universe works, to understand universal laws, and not just the law of attraction. Good Lord, there are so many other laws, people. Um, People want to latch onto what it is that they, I mean, there's the of law of polarity, the law of reciprocity. There's so many beautiful yeah, yeah. laws of the universe. Um, and and this these teachings, I mean, I've been a student with Dr. John DiMartini since 
I think 13 years now. Mm. Um, and I mean, this is the bulk of his teachings. I'm a, I'm a Demartini method facilitator as well with him. Um, and I, and I never stopped learning. I never stopped studying. Mm. Um, and I'm not afraid to invest in my learning. I'm not mm -hmm. afraid to invest in my coaching. So I, I always have a coach. Like right now I have a coach. Um, and it's just life's progression. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's um, one thing which really jumped out to me is so you said you did have these, you've never, you never stopped learning, you have your own mentors, you have had these experiences that do have those experiences changed your direction of they come and you're like, oh, wow, this is making me think about things again, what direction do I want to go in? I think they, it has, some of it has changed the direction, but most of it, or the bigger part of the lessons for me was, is it brought me truer and truer to who I am. Mm. And so for me, when something happens, I always look at, so I'm in partnership with the universe, right? You in partnership with the universe. Technically we in partnership with each other because we are both the universe, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, that big reality is, is that if I'm in partnership, then I'm co-creating at some point. On a soul level, I've invited this lesson in this challenge, right? Mm. And I need to do my little investigative journalism on myself to mm. understand what, what is the lesson here? What is the message for me? And how do I use it, right? So a, a large portion for me was I, I kept on looking at what those lessons were in order to help me become truer of me, the mm. truer version of me. And the more that happened, the more I let go of layers of myself. So it wasn't as if I took on more, I actually became less. Mm. I, I, I started derobing, as I call it, um, the falsehoods of who I thought I was. You know, the things that I perceived that I needed to be to make other people like me or to, for other people to, you know, uh, want to do business with me or other people to love me or whatever the other people thing is, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, the, and the more and more I did that, the, the truer I became to me, the, the, the deeper I went within my own soul, right? Mm -hmm. The easier it was for me to go out in the world and go and share that. You see, the more the more layers we have of falsehood, right? And we don't always know that we have the falsehood. The more layers we have of that falsehood, the more difficult we'll find it to share a message out there. Mm. We're, we're always going to be wondering: Is it the right message? Is it the the truer you become? You don't you don't give two hoots whether it's the right message or not. You just know that this is the message that I need to put out today. Yeah. And boom, I had that experience today. I shared I shared a post today about um you know we'd be wise not to be looking for the dirt on someone else but rather to dig for the gold within them right mm. and and i basically did this this post about we all have a sordid past right we mm. all have a past that was either shady or immoral um by someone else's standards mm. right but our evolution has basically created that we've moved on and we need to forgive ourselves and, and others, whether others forgive us or not, that's immaterial. I have to forgive myself. And I had somebody reach out to me via messenger immediately after I sent this out on IG messenger. And, and it was a, a, a 
I was a gentleman. I don't know if it's young, but he's probably in his 30s. I guess that's young because I'm 40 odd. Anyway, um, so he, he basically was, was responding and saying thank you for this message because as he's matured in life, he's mm. finding that he has got so much self-loathing mm. from having grown up as a, as a male who was inadvertently taught not to feel emotions. Mm. Okay. And now that he has kids of his own, he's now having to reconcile this part of his life. Yeah. And, and I, I find that, I mean, if this guy was in business and I don't, I don't know, but that would have an impact on his business mm. because the self-loathing pops up as a, I'm unworthy. And so you won't always be charging what, what your worth is. Mm. Right. And yeah. you won't be able to accept that people like and love your content enough or your programs enough because you wouldn't be feeling worthy of that. Mm. Yeah, my my business coach, uh, a New Zealand guy named Caleb Lazar, he always says, you don't have, I don't, I don't know if it's originally from him, he might have mentioned it's from someone else, but you don't have business problems, you have personal problems. So it's... Mm -hmm as you were discussing with the Spot person on. reaching out to you, it's, if you have self-loathing, you don't see value in yourself. That's going to reflect in every way that people take advantage of you. Don't charge what you feel is actually feels good to you. You have resentments, you, all of those things just build on. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, it, it warms my heart and it makes me so excited for, for the future that more and more coaches, healers, um, practitioners out there are helping particularly entrepreneurs to understand that their business and their life are not separate mm. okay? because for far too long that's the way the world operated yeah. you know you you were one person in your business and you were another person in your personal life and for me that was it was truly the definition of schizophrenia right yeah. You, you, you're creating purposefully a split personality and the reality is is that you are one you are one person that is splitting and dedicating yourself into different directions but you're still the same person yeah i think that's an amazing point to for us to start wrapping up on is the fact just that constant theme you've put out today of authenticity and it's like really everything you need to be doing in business and what you're putting out it needs to be your journey. It needs to be what you're truly feeling because people are going to be able to tell when it's not in alignment. And when you put something out that's not in alignment, it's not going to be doing people the service you want to be doing. And yeah, I just, I've just loved how you've brought it up in so many different facets and ways. It's been really magical. Well, thank you, Gavin. And thank you for having me. It's, um, I, I guess, you know, when, when, I think it's another advantage i think when you when you get to speak and live your truth mm. uh, it becomes your your language it becomes your your currency it becomes the fuel with which uh, you live by and yeah. i think that's exactly the space that i'm in now for which i'm eternally grateful for and to the universe to myself to to all of my mentors and coaches and teachers prior to me on that still teaches me um 
I've, I've made a pact of being on a path of evolution until the day I die. Mm. And um, because it's never ending. And it, it fires me up yeah. to be in that space. Yeah, I think that's also a really big message. People who maybe are just starting their journey, maybe they're wanting to be spiritual coaches or help others with their spirituality, or they're just any other people watching this. I think that's going to be really powerful for them. It's like, you need to, it's always going to be changing, understanding where the messages needs to be coming from. Things need to be in alignment. Yeah, it's, it's really been awesome. What, what's the best way for people to, to connect with you if they want to read more about your message, see more of what you do, really, if they're really connected with them? Um, I guess it's social media. I think um, there's my page, Noha Esop. I think it's still got the Conscious Maverick on, although I don't call myself that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm always going to invite people to come and join the group if it's really an interest of theirs to, to be in, in my company and my tribe's company. It's called mm-hmm. the Sacred Collective. Um, and then, of course, I'm on Instagram as well, um, Noha.esop. Uh, I'm, I'm not a LinkedIn person um, as much. Uh, it doesn't float my boat. Um, I'm definitely not on on Clubhouse, yeah. you know. Um, and yeah, I think you know my my link three link um, is underscore noha underscore. So people can find me there. But for the most part, it's it's Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, obviously, include all the links so people can reach out to you. But I always think it's good. So where's the best place that you resonate with as well. So yeah, yeah, thank you so much again for your time today. You're most welcome and thank you so much. And um, please, I'm going to ask again, go and have that nasi goreng for me. Um. <laughs> uh, double. <laughs> Just don't tell me you like pineapple or anything with it like no. that. Okay, no, 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 okay. <laughs> no. And on that bombshell. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer, and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.